0: Hi, and good morning. Welcome to another episode of Ask Ellie, Intuitive Insights and Your Questions Answered. Today, November 24th, the day before Thanksgiving, I have a special guest on the air with us. And so I'm going to introduce him shortly. And we're going to talk a little bit about some astrological um, things that are happening for us. And um, we will take it from there. And so really briefly, my name is Ellie Molina. I am your hostess. And this is Intuitive Insights, Ask Ellie, and your questions answered. So today, just want to let you know that n- Mercury enters Sagittarius, so if people start talking a lot around you and they have discovered the gift of gab, just be patient. This too shall pass. Let them speak and let them enjoy themselves. It is Mercury in Sagittarius and people just want to have fun. Uh, We have nothing happening astrologically until September 28th, which is Um, Hanukkah. It's also the first day of Advent and we have the sun conjunct Mercury. So it's a perfect day for socializing and lively conversation again. And then we have Mars trine Neptune on the 29th. So this is good for imagination. It's good for working. And then prepare yourself for the uh, November 30th Venus sextile Neptune. This is a dazzling and enchanting evening for love and romance. So, if you make promises to yourself and other people make promises to you, know that it has a very strong chance. Of coming to fruition, and that people will hold themselves to the integrity of their word. And so, I just want to welcome everyone who's on the live call. I see Thomas here from Germany. Hi, Thomas. Welcome, welcome. And thank you so much for being here with us on this live call. And we have Ron here today. Um, hi, Ron. Can you hear me?
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: Yep. Good, good, good. So, hi, thank you so much for being here. I just want to let everybody uh, know that I appreciate that you took time from your personal vacation to be on this podcast with us, uh, especially the day before Thanksgiving. And so my, my guest today, Ron Yellen, is the owner of Greenpoint Athletics in Brooklyn, New York. He is a fitness virtuoso, and he's got quite an impressive resume in the industry. He's been the owner of a gym since November 17th, 2012. And that's an accomplishment in and of itself. So he's a former soccer player. He is a Jeet jitsu Do practitioner. He's a competitive CrossFit athlete. And he's currently into running and cycling, road and mountain bikings. And when you when he's not coaching and running his gym and business and being with his family, we will find him on the in. We will. He's shredding the. Help me out, Mister Ron. Sh- shredding the gnar,
1: gnar, gnar. Shredding the gnar. Uh. <laughs> okay.
0: Can you tell us what that is? Because like uh, I know what it is, but I don't know how to explain it. All right. Could you tell us it what er- that is?
1: I believe it originated with snowboarding. Um, gnar being short for gnarly. Um, ah, okay. So shred the gnar, just maybe skateboarding, just mountain biking, snowboarding, skiing, skateboarding, just some kind of a, an extreme sport where typically you're doing things that, uh, one might consider dangerous.
0: <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yes. Anyway, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I've got a whole bunch of questions and our listeners have questions too. I'm going to assume that they'll be asking some questions also, but I have some questions for us so that we can start to have um A conversation about this. You know, a lot of people that I've spoken to over the years in my own business and consulting think that um, you just need to be passionate about something and then you can open up a business and be successful. And you're going to be celebrating 10 years in this industry of owning your own business. And, you know, anybody just has to look at you online and they know that you're not a middle-aged man over here. So you were very young when you started this and what made you decide to become a gym owner? Do you know that point in time where you made that, let's call it a decision or that that choice?
1: Um, it's a good question. i I was fortunate enough to be surrounded by um, really encouraging and motivating people in my life who also happen to have uh, resources, um, mainly financial resources. And what I mean by that is that I had um, a coworker at the time, and I had a bunch a few private clients, and ultimately they liked so much what you know we were doing together that in uh, in a casual dinner conversation it was like, "Hey, Ron, you should open up a gym." And I'm like, "All right, that sounds like a great idea. I think I can do that, um, but I need some help." I'm like, "Okay." And that was it. I was, you know, they said yes. I said, let's do this. Uh, I had a business partner at the time. I no longer have any business partners, um, although I'm still great friends with my former business partner. But that was sort of how this started out. We, uh, we were at the diner, and then that was the first conversation. And then we sort of uh, put together our resources. We came up with a business plan, and not a year later, we opened up the gym.
0: Wow, that is wonderful. Um, it's but it's not all roses and unicorns and rainbows is it
1: <laughs> no not at all um I was working you know 12 to 14 hour days um, and at the time I was paying back my investors I was making very little money but I did love the job I still do love the job but I think it was a little bit of a of a shock for me as well because When the gym opened, I was 24 years old, um, 25 years old. And I loved working out. I loved the community aspect of a CrossFit gym, which is the gym that that I opened. Um, But I soon realized that I couldn't just work out and have a gym succeed, right? There had to be actual business work had to be done. And it took a few years, let's just say probably four or five years, before I finally realized like, all right, Ron, you really kind of have to, uh, get it together if you want to make this thing succeed and last. Um, and I think I made a lot of mistakes along the way and I think I could have utilized my time better, but again, that's hindsight. Um, so no, not all roses, right. Definitely a ton of hard work, um, a lot of sleepless nights and, you know, you kind of just have to,
0: are you there? Hello? Don't leave us now. (laughs) Either he's disconnected or I'm disconnected. Can anybody hear me? Can, am am I okay? Is, um, because I just lost Mr. I just lost Ron, but I'm not sure if I lost Ron or if I'm lost. Hello? This sometimes happens on a live call and where somebody will get lost and or I will get lost. Okay, well, let's see if he'll call back in then uh, because he is, I do not hear him. And we'll see what's going on over here and let's see. So Ron, if you can hear us, are you, there yeah, you good. go. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Right. I got a little nervous. I thought it was me. That presents a whole slew of other problems when I'm gone. <laughs> anyway, thank you for sharing that. And I just, can I, I want to make a couple of comments because that's what I normally do. I just can't control myself. And I will practice though that you were very young when you opened the gym the gym and so we also have to remember and recall that There is a process in the way that the brain works and in our human development. So, those years where you were really working it and where you looked at it and said, Wow, you know, I made a lot of mistakes. Number one, everybody in business, um, it's a growth curve. Everybody, when we start out, we don't know what we're doing. Nobody knows. And so, those mistakes are basically just growing pains. And again, at the same time, uh, the brain is known to not really fully, you know, let's call it develop in terms of maturation until. 27, 28 years old. So not only were you still growing and developing in terms of your own life, but you were growing and developing in terms of who you are as a person and as a business owner and while still maintaining your integrity and your persistence and consistency. So really a lot of kudos to you for all of that. Um, I find it very inspiring for when younger people people in their 20s don't know what to do with themselves in their lives and that they can then look at other people who have made a commitment and then kept to their commitments and follow through. Um, Again, sometimes people are just not at that stage, everyone's at a different point of their life. So anyway, thank you for sharing that. And if anybody has any questions, now's the perfect time to either call in right now before I go on to my next question with Ron. So you can either call in or you can type in Lily J and Josie. Welcome, welcome to the live call. So if you have any questions for my guest today, uh, Ron Yellen, please just, uh, you know, call in. All right, Ron, my next question. You know, people are always, we're like a day before Thanksgiving. And I recently heard somebody say, um, hey, it's eating season. And we now have free range to eat as much and anything as you want between now and January 1st. Then you get to rein it in. Um, do you have any thoughts or what do you think about that? Do you think this is like, <laughs> I'm sorry, like it's eating season? <laughs>
1: Well, um, the truth of the matter is, is if you live in America, it's pretty much eating season all the time. Um, (laughs) we have no lack of abundance of food. Um, everything is incredibly accessible for the most part. Uh, that's a generalization, but for the most part, you know, food is, is everywhere. Uh, and I guess I have a few thoughts on, on holiday eating and, Um, It really depends on who you are and where you are in life and sort of how or what fitness and, let's say, longevity, what it means to you. Um, I'm surrounded by people who work out for a living or train for a living and are typically probably more serious about fitness than an average person. However, there is also this really unhealthy mindset associated with holidays regarding food um, in the opposite, in the opposite end of what's eating season versus, Oh, it's the holidays. I have to work out to earn my food or I'm going to fast to prevent damage from the food, or this is when everyone relaxes. So now is my time to work and get ahead. And just as, you know, damaging as someone who, you know, would say, Hey, it's the holidays. I'm going to gain 20 pounds. Someone who's restricting and essentially feeling this guilt and trying to compensate. It's also just as damaging in in different ways. Um, So that's the first point in regarding holiday season and eating. If you are someone who has a pretty healthy and balanced diet and allows yourself to eat without restriction um, and you make solid and sound food choices, You'll probably get to the holidays and not have any overwhelming desire to pig out. You would approach it and have a meal and maybe eat more pie than you might normally do, but that's not going to just, you know, let's just use the word uh destroy or rather tamper your your being or your your homeostasis, if you will, right? You can be in a, a caloric surplus and maybe you'll gain a pound or two, but you know, unless you are binging, right, that nothing really is going to, ha- is going to happen to you. Um, so when I see people talk about that, you know, it leads, it leaves me to this question. It's like, well, why are you eating so much during the holidays? What is causing you to essentially binge and, and just, you know, have this, this feeling of needing to eat everything in sight? Are you restricting your calories so much so that this is what, you're experiencing hormonally. It's like, Oh, I have this this crazy urge to essentially need to eat everything because ultimately a a caloric restriction is just another way of saying you're starving yourself, right? Your, your body's in a deficit and it doesn't like being there. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so there's obviously I'm I'm touching on a a lot of different points here. Um, so to, to the, to the main point would be like, look, if, if you're balanced, and you have a general idea of how to eat and listen to your body, you won't necessarily feel the urge to binge or, or go crazy during the holiday season.
0: Right. Right. Um, right. And, and of course, this is going to lead us right into another question in a second, but I do see that there may be somebody who wants to call in with a question. And I'm just going to ask one more time. Thank, and thank you for your answer. I'm, I'm kind of multi, multitasking the audience over here while I'm listening to you. Um, if that if Thomas wants to call in, please. Now's a good opportunity for you to call in. Otherwise, I'm going to hold off your question for a moment. Don't, well, I'll do it right now. This is just a little a little tangent over here, but we do have a question that came in from one of the um, listeners on the live call, which is, how does one find a good protein powder? There are so many on the market, and how does one get more protein besides supplements?
1: That's a good question. Um, One, you have to kind of put value in how processed do you want your supplements to be. Um, None of them are regulated. There are websites that sort of list them. I don't know them offhand in terms of which ones are closest and most true to the ones advertised. Um, If you're not opposed to whey protein, um, if I was to give you my recommendation, I like to use Optimum Nutrition. I can type that in here. Um, ideally though, I don't take any supplements other than fish oil. Um, and the easiest thing to just get more protein in would be probably just some lean meats or some eggs, um, in terms of, you know, chicken breast or a lean cut of beef or, you know, uh, egg whites or eggs in general, full eggs are are completely fine. Um, and it doesn't need to be too much. You can add it into your, you know, to your day in the morning or at night or just midday, you know, the timing isn't that imperative. If you're just someone who's trying to increase their protein intake, uh, fish is, is another great one. Um, so again, if you have dietary restrictions in regards to not eating meat, you would have to just dig a little bit deeper in that sense. Um, in terms of uh, vegetarian and vegan options, uh, beans. Mm, but Awesome.
0: Um, Oh, did did I interrupt you?
1: No, no, no. I was just kind of. I was going to wait to see if if Thomas had any any follow up question there.
0: Okay, let's wait to see. All right. Um, I don't see anything. He can. Um, all right, Thomas. Um, we're here. <laughs> okay, timing is not important. Okay.
1: Yeah, if timing is not important, then I would say pick a food. I mean, Thomas, do you have any uh, issues with eating meat? All right, so if I was to give you my, my choice of so just a piece of two pieces of grilled chicken four, add four to eight ounces of grilled chicken to your day and you're looking at another 50 grams of protein with a, a very low caloric density otherwise. So no carbs, no real fat, so it's just is pretty much a, a high quality protein source that would be quite easy to add to your day.
0: Cool. Um, This is just an aside right now. I just want to let people know that you offer, don't you, don't you offer um, nutritional consultation or don't you, you offer something, don't you coach Ron? Don't you offer nutritional consulting or packages or something? No. Yes. Not necessarily
1: nutrition. Um, I don't consider my, I am not a nutritionist and I, I would, I'm always very careful about not, you know, uh, about staying within my scope of practice. I'm a business owner and I'm a personal trainer. And, and while I do have quite a bit of experience with nutrition, again, that's not my main profession. Um, I certainly think I, I know enough that I could help a person, um, unless they had some specific issues that would require, uh, you know, a medical profession, a professional to, to chime in there with something a little bit more, uh, you know, specific relative to to their way of life, um, I'm just looking at this question now. Yeah, I mean, again, Tomas, I don't want to to say anything. You know, there's a lot of different arguments out there about this. In all my years and all my research and and all my you know experience, and also researching this topic, nothing I've seen contrary has ever made me believe that not eating your protein in body weight is is is, is unsafe. Rather, so so yes, it is safe.
0: Okay, cool. So um, I do, thank you. All right, so Tomas has a personal question for you. Are you okay answering that? What do yeah, you I, do? <laughs> okay. Otherwise I'm gonna move right on into the other questions, but if you're comfortable answering this, um, what do you do? Thomas,
1: right now I don't really measure anything. Um, I, I've definitely taken more of a, an intuitive approach to eating just because of my history with food. Um, which we'll probably touch on in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if I were to take a guess, I definitely eat my body weight and protein, yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Thank you. Um, let's talk about, let's talk. We got a lot to talk about over here food, mental health. All right. There's a connection, isn't there? And then eating disorders. I'm sure you come across people with eating disorders and what constitutes an eating disorder. And, um, I'm going to let you talk about this because I. There, one topic here will lead to another topic and another topic and other different questions. So I'm going to give you free reign here, Coach Ron. And um, I know we can also talk about children. You have a young child also, and you must be concerned about his nutrition and eating properly and take it away.
1: Yeah, these are good <laughs> questions. That. Oh uh, yeah, you gave me a lot on my I plate I gave
0: there. a lot. I did. I just you um, don't have to. Die. Just choose, pick and choose, pick and choose.
1: Yeah, no problem. So, again, I, I mentioned this earlier. Um, eating disorders are, you know, with without being out of my scope of practice here, right? Relative to diagnosing and basically saying, "Oh, you if you experience this, you have an eating disorder." You know, this this is not my specialty per se, um, but I can give you. I can give you some idea that many people, many, many, many people, especially when you're surrounded by social media and if you're you know, new to the fitness world and the fitness industry and you're seeing a lot of influencers who look a specific way and talk about their eating, many people have eating disorders and don't know it. Um, and I think people typically think that there's two eating disorders you can have. You can have anorexia in which you starve yourself and you don't eat and you have this look of, you know, you're extremely emaciated um, or you're bulimic and they take bulimia to be your eating and then throwing up. And it's like, well, if I'm not starving myself and if I'm not throwing up, I don't have an eating disorder. And unfortunately, that's that's not true. Or, you know, um, mm-hmm. and if we were to look more specifically at bulimia nervosa, it, it uh, the signs and symptoms of this, according to, you know, to the DSM uh, five. Right. You have repeated episodes of binge eating at least once per week for three months, which means you would essentially have no control over eating during the binge. And someone might not realize necessarily what that even means, but essentially you're eating when you're not hungry and you keep eating and you're not hungry and you say to yourself, I'm not hungry. I don't know why I'm eating, but I'm going to keep eating. Um mm-hmm. You can also, there would be self-induced vomiting, but not everyone does that. Using laxative, diuretics, fasting. I see a lot of fasting, right? Or Mm. especially excessive excessive exercise. Um, Mm. Those two, I see a ton of, right? And these are things that I've suffered myself from tremendously in the past. And then uh, constant concern with body weight and body shape and an associative guilt, you eat something, mm-hmm. you feel bad, you feel guilty, you don't eat a few meals, and then you exercise. If you have these symptoms for uh, at least once per week, right, uh, for three months, then you could be classified as having an eating disorder. And it's a, it's a vicious cycle because um, you don't necessarily know you're in it and it essentially is self-fulfilling. You eat something, you feel guilty, you exercise, you starve – then you're very hungry, you're out of balance, you end up eating something again in tremendous amount and volume and quantity. And the cycle just sort of repeats and it goes over and over and over. And, um, it's something that I don't think is talked about a lot by fitness influencers or people that are role models in the fitness industry, more or less, they just talk about, you know, how they achieve what they achieve and how they look the way they look. Mm -hmm. And I would love for people to sort of be a little bit more transparent about the ebbs and flows regarding what they experience.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and, right, yeah. right, right. And even also, a lot of the the advertising, you know, where I mean, this is common knowledge, but maybe not. You know, we'll look at ads now on Instagram where we see people uh, looking super, super fit, you know, with their six pack eight pack 12 pack abs whatever and they can they accomplish all of this again in a magical four weeks time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then i believe you know they prey on people who are naive in this area and um I don't know where I'm going with this. I guess it's the ethics of some of this industry. Again, you know, photoshopping your images, not you, people photoshopping the images and then creating this this belief system that your body has to look a certain way, you have to be a certain way. I guess we're getting into the mind body connection over here and the influences of social media and how dangerous on one hand, all of this can be. On the other hand, we are so lucky that we have the internet and all of these opportunities. But I, I do, uh, want to touch on, um, to, kind of want to touch about conversations, thought, and language, and even you know, you've got a young child now, so I'm kind of moving away from the other topic. But you've but, got a young child. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you? Yeah, I was going to just
1: gonna jump jump in a, ah. a second from something you just said about. um mm-hmm you know, the pressures. And and it's sort of like, we've come to the point, again, this is my industry where we attach self-worth to our visual. And Mm -hmm. essentially, if you don't look a certain way, right, it has a a bearing on your self-worth. And, you know, there's big movements against this, right, where, you know, people are trying to really cope with the notion of just embracing and loving their bodies. But the truth of the matter is, you know, for the most part, those posts those, you know, philosophies and ideas are certainly drowned out by the alternative. And it's something that's, you know, again, super unhealthy. And, um, you know, speaking to to your point about small kids and children are, you know, well more attached to their phones than even me and you who are already attached to our phones tremendously, (laughs) can create this mega issue in not such such a long period of time
0: mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know I, you just you just said something now that had me thinking when we're a lot of the media is now moving into let's embrace our, our body let's love ourselves love ourselves and you can be 350 pounds and let's love ourselves and yet at the same time yes you can be 350 pounds and love yourself but at the same time if you really love yourself in order to be like if you're a five foot three woman 350 pounds. You're doing something that is not loving to your body by adding all of that fat and unhealthy food. And you probably have some sort, not you, people who are 350 pounds, if there's not a medical, you know, I don't even, I'm just gonna- I don't No, know, I understand. That Look, there's certain, the, yeah. there's,
1: there's, there's health markers, right? Health and fitness mm-hmm. are, are, are hard things to define, right? There's a continuum. How does one define health, right? And everyone can define health differently. However, internally, Right. Um, there are certain markers that we can look at, and we can argue over them. But yes, it, you can embrace, you know, a certain body image and body type. But there are certainly ob- obesity is a real thing. You know, high blood pressure is a real thing. Um, diabetes is a real thing, and typically certain lifestyles and and dietary choices can certainly lend themselves to experiencing those things um, way more than others. So yes, in my opinion, uh, mm -hmm. a five foot, 350 pound person who may find themselves beautiful and that's wonderful is certainly not healthy. All right. And again, this, this is not, you know, uh, uh, you know, an attempt to trigger anyone. But, you know, if you were to look at the data, uh, that's what it would suggest.
0: Right, right. And and it also makes me think of, of loving your internal organs. You know, like, imagine all of the look with the what you're doing to your heart. So as one on one end, if you say you love yourself, then you do then wouldn't that in you know, also include loving your internal organs, the work that your heart has to do to carry the weight of a 350 pound person at five foot three. That's not very loving to the condition of the heart. So it's really like, what are we really saying about loving yourself? Okay, are you just saying, you know, like, what are you really saying? (laughs) it's not you but one okay right are we really loving ourselves if we don't love our heart and what our heart is doing and how hard our heart is working to keep that body working and alive at that weight so i'm not sure how loving that really is right just my thoughts Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well you know what i'm gonna have to invite you back and you know why we are at the end of our podcast, and we didn't even talk about kids yet. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> All right, so I want—I'm thanking you so so much for being here, Coach Ron. And if anybody wants to reach you and get in touch with you, they can email you at Ron at um, Ron to at Greenpoint, Greenpoint of- Athletics. Dot com. Greenpointathletics.com and reach out, ask your questions. If you're looking for a workout, I believe Coach Ron puts workouts together. Am I not correct?
1: I do. And Tomas, okay. if you have any questions, uh feel free to reach out to me or we could schedule a call. I'd be happy to help you out. Um we can we can go a little bit more in depth with it.
0: Very, very cool. All right. I wish you and your family a happy holiday, a happy Thanksgiving. And I will have you back in the new year. We'll talk about kids and food. How's that? Okay. And Sounds fitness. awesome. All right. All right. Thank, All right. You, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you everyone for being here. Happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. And enjoy your food guilt guilt free. All right. I <laughs> Take agree. care yes. everybody. All right. Bye. Cool. Thank you Bye-bye. so much. Bye. Bye.